Today on the news and why it matters, uh, we made it. We made it. We watched the Democratic debates so you didn't have to. And let me tell you, it was close. There were some parts where I thought that I might not survive, but we made it through and we have got a lot of analysis for you. Coming up, you don't want to change the channel. It starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today, joined by the one and only Chad Prather, host of The Chad Prather Show. It's weird. I just wake up and suddenly I'm on your set. <laughs> you drug me. How do I wind up here? I, what is going on, Sarah? Someone hash- get my lawyer on the phone. I'm hashtag almost me. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Josh Hammer, uh, editor-at-large from The Daily Wire. Josh I, I, I'm not a one and only, but I'm always happy to be here. And just for the record, you did not just wake up here. You remember, you recall driving yourself here. A little late, perhaps, but I did get here. <laughs> <laughs> and then Peter Hassan on his uh, maiden voyage on the show, author of The Manipulators, which we will get into a little bit later because I find this very fascinating. But... Uh, Maiden Voyage on the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I've got to be honest. Um, I was the one who drugged Chad. <laughs> oh, and we got it on tape. Hey. Uh, we got a lot to get into. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. Now, all of you listening to the show at this very moment, you're probably paying too much for uh, your cell phone if you aren't using Patriot Mobile. And that's not even the worst part. So you're paying too much. And on top of that, the major cell phone carriers donate millions to left-wing causes, abortion, open borders, things that you're going to the voting booth to vote against. So let's talk about reliability when it comes to cell phones. Did you know, you may not know, all of the carriers use one of the same four towers. So here's the difference. Patriot Mobile is the only company that donates a portion of your bill to support conservative causes, religious liberty, life, the Second Amendment, starting at only $25. 25 bucks, you guys. Patriot Mobile plans come with unlimited talk, text, and the same reliable nationwide service with no hidden fees. We got to stick together. All right. Us conservatives, we have to stick together, especially when we're hearing, you know, Bernie's people talk about throwing us all in gulags. You don't want to do that. We got to stick together. Go to patriotmobile.com slash news. If you use offer code news, you will get a free month of service when you open a new line. You can also call if you still use cell phones for anything other than texting and emailing. It's 877-367-7524. That is patriotmobile.com slash news. Patriotmobile.com slash news. Promo code news. All right. The, uh, the debate. I don't think... I have seen anything more boring on television in at least five years. And I I, want to go 10, but to be safe, to be conservative, we're conservative here, I will say five. Um, Did you see anything other than the Bernie Warren exchange, which we will get to, other than that, Chad, it was like, Climate change, all this talk about climate change and... Well, that is the pressing issue on the planet today it's true. is climate change. Let's just, and let's just go ahead and I'm going to come out. We talked about this on my show. We're all for climate. We're, we're all for climate science, right? Okay, mm-hmm. now what are you going to do about it? I, we all agree with it. No, no polluting. There. The debates are over. Now what are you going to do about it? It's the pressing issue, right? I was more focused on your Instagram stories <laughs> because you were not wearing makeup <laughs> And you were watching the deal, and I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> and then I was watching Stu Bergier, who had taken over Blaze Media's Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so he was kind of live gramming or whatever you want to call that. I was far more enamored with y'all's analysis of just life at home than I was anything going on 
with that that was on that stage. Which tells you exactly how much happened on that stage because there was nothing. I mean, my dog was sleeping next to me. That's about all that was going on in my house. Before we get to the Bernie Warren exchanges, Josh, did you did anything else stick out to you in the debate? So, you know, our friend Liz Wheeler from One American News, she ran a poll during this debate. She said, which is more boring? Option one, The Bachelor. Option two, the Democratic <laughs> debate. And I respond to Liz. I said, this is grossly unfair to The Bachelor. <laughs> it just truly, not, even close. Not, not even a close call. The one thing that substantively stood out to me was not what was included, but what was actually not included. We are not far removed from the assassination, targeted killing, whatever you want to call it, of Qasem Soleimani, Mm -hmm. by far the most wanted terrorist in the entire world. That did not come up last night. Mm. These people are, let's think about what they're auditioning for. They're auditioning for the position of Mm commander-in-chief of the world's greatest fighting force. They didn't get a single question about what they would have done if they were in the president's position about taking out the most wanted terrorist in the world. So that, to me, was just dumbfounding. But as far as what was actually included, you know, put, talk about your leftist issue of the day, a lot of global warming, climate change. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it put me to sleep. It was terrible. Yeah. Taxes. What do you think, Peter? Yeah, I mean, I've got to be honest. I think the fact that it was so boring kind of speaks to the fact that um, uh, just you know, the, all of the Democrats running for president have already gone so far left. There's really not much more you know, new material they yeah. can bring out because you've already, you've already come, out, come out with Medicare for all. You That's already true, don't yeah. want to uh, enforce immigration laws. So at a certain point, there's, you know, it it, it becomes, you know, almost old news with with how far left they are. And so, you know, they just start playing the hits over and over again. I mean, they do, but it's just like no personality either. I just, they're all so freaking boring. I definitely missed Andrew Yang. Yang gang. Marianne. I feel the psychic energy, though. Here's my thing on that, and you make a great point, Josh, because I look at it, if we were running a caveman system, all right, Mm -hmm. just just out there beating people over the heads, who's going to rise to the top, leader of the hill, you know, head of the pack, who's going to be alpha in this thing, let's get down into it. None of these people impress me as a leader. Mm -hmm. Like, none of these people are going to just rise up and say, I'm taking this by force. You're right. They didn't bring up any of this stuff about Soleimani. They don't talk about the economy. They don't bring up any of those things. What are you going to do if you're put in that position? Nothing's brought up. We just we just got to feel our way through this whole thing because, you know, climate science and yeah. You know. Well, you know, Joe Biden did uh, did mention, I think he said that middle class people are dying in Trump's economy. I'm like, what? Really? I Are you am sure? doing outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> I've gained weight. <laughs> this is Trump's America. <laughs> I, it, I mean, it really is. Uh, so Bernie and Elizabeth Warren, of course, had a really tense moment, which, honestly, the only notable thing, in my opinion, that happened. Uh, we knew it was coming. Bernie Sanders was, of course, asked if he actually told Elizabeth Warren uh, that a woman could not be president. Now, the story here... I think, is the way that the CNN moderator handled his answer of that question. Watch. Senator Sanders, I do want to be clear here. You're saying that you never told Senator Warren that a woman could not win the election. That is correct. Senator Warren, what did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman could not win the election? (laughs) I disagreed. Uh, I mean, uh, he, he just said he didn't do it. He did was did she not if hear you him? go back to some old episodes of the news why it matters because it, weeks and weeks ago one of the early debates I want to think it was like the second or third one maybe the second one 
And they were talking about how Bernie and Liz were going to come together and they were going to fight together. And it was like one of them's got to win and they're just going to help each other. And I would have been backstage. I said, OK, Liz, you're going to say this. And then I'm going to say this. And then you're going to say this. And then one will come out on stage. You say that. And when she said it, if I was Bernie, I would have said, no, let me tell you about this bitch right here. This bitch. Right. That's what I would have done. Like I'd have just thrown her under the bus. But no, they played nice. And now look what's going on. But she's owning Bernie. He can't. He can't hear. What? What is this you're saying? Why are they talking about women at all? Genders don't count. They don't matter. They don't even exist. Your gender is a figment of your imagination and what you feel like today. What difference does it make? That's just like a woman, Josh, to stab you in the back. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, I wish I, I wish Jesse Kelly were here to give us his hot take on this. No, but look, my colleague Matt Walsh. I don't wish for that. No, we really never wish. I, I love Jesse, but we never wish we were on a podcast with him. But my colleague Matt Walsh at Daily Wire actually had a great com on this today. I mean, look, we are told to believe all women, right? That's the mm-hmm. entire premise of this Me Too movement is that no matter what a woman says in any social context, in any phase of life, her word counts. And if it's a he, if it's a he said, she said. The he loses, the she wins. And the CNN moderators have apparently adopted that in full force. I agree with you, Chad. Bernie should have come out more aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's also, what, like 80 years old? He had a heart attack a few months ago. He's probably not physically capable of that. Still Take that more, blood pressure up too high. Yeah. yeah. Still more capable than yeah. Joe Biden, though. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Good point. Not Good saying point. a lot. Peter, what, what was your takeaway from that? Cool. <laughs> you know, I think it was, it was interesting in that, um, you know, supporters of Bernie Sanders, you know, finally got to understand how conservatives feel all the time when it, in terms of being treated by CNN. That's a great point. Was, That's know, a great point, which is mm-hmm. not great when you consider there was a video that just came out of them saying they want to burn reporters and MSNBC down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it makes me a little fearful. And so, you know, it, you you know it's bad when conservatives are almost feeling bad for Bernie Sanders. Almost, almost. almost. Not actually. Almost, because I really would have... they've been there. Uh, yeah. Yes, but I really would have liked to have seen him get asked a question about that video that leaked. Mm-hmm. Although not shocking yeah. that we didn't see not. it. Um, so... That awkward exchange happened. And then there was the end of the debate when everyone, you know, historically they go and they shake each other's hands and everyone is uh, civil, regardless of what happened on the debate stage. Oh, no, no. Elizabeth Warren was not done with Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's watch this. Oh, Oh. 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 Will not shake his hand. For you podcast listeners, she did not shake his hand. He went for the handshake. She pulled back her hand. There was a little brief exchange that Tom Steyer was privy to, and it looked really awkward for him. And then he kind of dismissed her and turned around and left. Uh, Bernie did. Now, there was a New York Times report that came out. Weird, we keep having these leaks going on when it comes to Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. Uh, So someone came forward to the New York Times and said... Well, actually, you know, Elizabeth was not happy with the way that she, that he characterized mm-hmm. their conversation about a woman becoming president. So she was she was very upset about that and couldn't shake his hand. Let me tell you how it is with Marxists. You're either in charge or your life is at stake. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the deal. You're either in power or you're about to die. Just ask Leon Trotsky, who went all the way to Mexico only to get an ice axe in the back of the head long arm of Stalin's law, right? 
These are two folks who, at the end of the day, they can play nice as much as they want to play nice and pretend like they're buddies and they're friends. But at the end of the day, this is a system that falls in on itself, and you have got to put your opponent on a ship, weld them in, and sink the ship. That's the only thing you can do, because if you're not in charge in that system, because let's face it, when you get big government and everything is about government funded, and by the way, kids, I'll remind you, there's no such thing as government funded. But once you get buy into that ideology, it's only the people at the top that matter. Everybody else in that caste system are just peasants ready for the gulag. Mm-hmm. Josh, that's what you saw acted out. Yeah. Josh, what do you think? So, you know, you alluded to it earlier, but my only, my only surprise is that this day took this long to get here. I mean, it was mm-hmm. obvious from the get-go that only one can survive of these two. But a quick substantive point, you know, I can, I can think of only one time in my entire life where I made a very deliberate, conscientious decision not to shake someone's hand. Mm-hmm. I was a second-year law student. I was very active in the pro-life group. I helped found the pro-life group at the University of Chicago Law School. I went to the pro-abortion group's talk, and they had Willie Parker, who was the only late-term abortionist in the entire state of Mississippi. From a pro-life perspective, mm-hmm. that guy has murdered tens yeah. of thousands of human beings. Yeah. I refuse to shake his hand. I may or may not have been in the right, but I'm going to go out and say I had a better reason to not shake mm-hmm. his hand than Elizabeth Warren had to not shake Bernie Sanders' hand. I, yeah, that's a really yeah. great point. And Peter, do you think that it made her look bad to not shake his hand? I think it absolutely made her look bad. You know, you're in a campaign to be, you know, commander in chief, and it just made her look very, very small yeah. and. and, and Really, kind of petty. Petty, yeah. Um, and, and it really, uh, I don't, I don't think it reflected as well on her as she probably thought it would. Um, but I do have to say, the best part of the entire video is Tom Steyer just being the awkward third wheel. <laughs> like, you know? Hey, yeah. guys! Oh, it's like the Homer Simpson trying to back into the bush. He's just like, I really want to be invisible right now. It was now. the biggest mistake of the night. <laughs> it's really, yeah. Does anybody bad. else find it interesting that when a Howard Dean goes, yeah? Or uh, uh, Mike Dukakis comes out looking like a mushroom with the helmet, you know, on in the tank, and that used to end. That it used to end campaigns. Yeah. These days, these people, it doesn't matter what they look like, do they? Just sweep it right under the rug. These are the kind of things that used to be in politics. This was a this was a kiss of death in a lot of ways. See, so I, I want to go back to the not non handshake aspect. You say you think it's petty. I agree with you, and I think you both of you agree with that, right? However, I do think that it was it was a calculation on her part that she thought if I show this on camera, she knows she's being filmed. Right. If I do this on camera, live on television, then I get to go back and say I was so upset because he lied. And that bolsters my credibility in this. He said she said battle. What do you think, Chad? I don't know. I don't, they're all liars. I mean, how in the world can Elizabeth Warren sit there and call anybody a liar, right? I mean, she's lied about everything. Pocahontas? I, everything, from the pregnancy to the, you know, the Pocahontas thing and all these different... going to public just, school? Just blah, 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 blah. I, so, I mean, I, you, at this stage in the game, none of them can call another one liars or deceiver because it, it, she's the top of the list on that one. Yeah. Well, she was very, very offended, Bernie. How dare you? Uh, we've got a lot more coming up. Got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. I agree with you, Sarah. I think it was absolutely planned. Yeah. 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 I mean. If you missed Team Bloomberg's tweets during the debate, you are missing out. You're not going to want to miss all of the tweets that we have for you. It was really bizarre. But first, happy new hair 
to you guys who have discovered Keeps Hair Loss Treatment. Now, I say happy new hair because you are well on your way to keeping the hair you have. And listen up, 66% of men will even experience hair regrowth with Keeps. All right, losing your hair, it sucks, it's awkward, you don't want to go to the doctor. I know you men don't want to go to the doctor about literally anything, so you're not going to go to the doctor about that. Okay, you don't have to. You can go to keeps.com slash why. Keeps has the generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. It's going to save you a bundle of money doing generic. Uh, You can do it all from the comfort of your couch. You answer a couple questions, you take a few pictures of your hair, you send it to a licensed doctor who will review your info and recommend the right treatment for you. They ship it directly to your door. You can go to keeps.com slash why. We have got you a great deal. It's 50% off. Yeah, that's right. Keeps.com slash why. That is keeps.com slash why. Make your New Year's resolution getting your hair back. I don't know. That sounds pretty cool. Keeps.com slash why. So while the debate was going on, uh, some of us who were live tweeting noticed these really bizarre tweets coming from Team Bloomberg's account. Now, of course, Mike Bloomberg did not make the debate stage, so he was not up there. And I really can't wait to get, uh, gentlemen, your take on this. I'm going to just kind of cycle through some of them. So here's one. Last year alone, Mike spent over $200 million on scratch-off lottery tickets. Hashtag Bloomberg facts. During the 1996 primaries, Mike Tyson bit off part of Pat Buchanan's ear. Okay. Much like a real wolf, debate moderator Wolf Blitzer can devour an elk carcass in one sitting. Huh. That's awkward. Mike has given billions to charity but refuses to give another cent to his lazy slacker nephew, Dwayne. (laughs) All right. Uh, By defeating Donald Trump in November, Mike would become our first president with functioning gills. Chester A. Arthur had gills, but they were non-functional. Mm. Okay, I'm, I'm really worried. And this one, it looks different. Uh, you guys who are watching, it looks different because they deleted it. Um, I captured a screenshot of it. So as you can see, the, the profile picture is different. It's Mike Bloomberg's face in a meatball. Not sure why. It says, when choosing your candidate, remember, Mike can fit 9D batteries in his mouth at one time. <clears throat> and it didn't stop there. Uh, just because I read it, we don't have it, but I read it. There was an update to that that they added that they deleted both later that said update. As of last night, it's actually 11. Um, Chad, is everyone okay over there? Josh, how many D's can you fit in your mouth? (laughs) (laughs) Probably not nine, Chad. (laughs) I've never tried, though. (laughs) Likely story. Lord have mercy. Now, look, I'm a guy who's made a living off of being random and silly online, right? But I'm not running for anything. And I appreciate being random like that for the purpose of trying to get humor. I, you know, I, I started out making videos in my truck. Yeah. It was therapy for me, right? And then all of a sudden there were a lot of people who were out there making videos in their vehicle, in their truck and things. It sort of became a thing. You either know how to do it, you can do it, you can pull it off and be real with it or not. Trump has kind of changed the game on the Twitter thing. And so now these guys feel the need to go out there and just own that platform. But you either have it or you don't have it. And whoever's writing these things at at an attempt to be a jokester, okay, we're talking about it, but what's it doing in the grand scheme of things? It's silly at the end of the day. And And we're going to just going to make fun of it. I mean, I'd rather deal with the non-handshaking thing at the debate stage than deal with Bloomberg talking about how many D's he could put in his mouth. Yeah, I mean... And the meatball thing, which is just silly. Really, really (laughs) weird. Not a good look, Mike. When you have to say, Josh, that you were not hacked, when you have to explain to everyone, no, I was not hacked. You probably messed up. Yeah. You got to believe it's not a good look. Yeah, on the one hand, maybe a desperate cry for attention, but he's carpeting the airwaves here. I mean, here in Dallas, we see him on the airwaves all the time. Mm -hmm. So 
Cry for attention doesn't strike. That doesn't quite seem right. I mean, Bloomberg's an older guy. He lived through the 1960s, the hippie stuff. Is he like bringing LSD back to his campaign? To his campaign? <laughs> listening I mean, to a Timothy Leary album? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe like listening to Lucy in the Sky with diamonds in the background and all that stuff. No, but on a slightly more serious note. Um, this is just not at all also in character with who Mike Bloomberg is no, as a politician no, and no. what he's trying to present himself as to the American. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I grew up in the New York area. I have, I, ha- I have a lot of family there. Mike Bloomberg, honestly, was actually a pretty successful mayor of New York City. A lot of people remember the stupid soda ban and all yeah. this nanny state crap. He came in at the toughest time in the history of New York City post 9-11. He actually had a pretty successful record. So he's a pretty serious guy. And this mm-hmm. patently silly, stupid, unserious stuff is just totally antithetical to his brand. So I, I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. I feel like it kind of uh, it's the sim- it's a similar theme with all of the Democrats, just inauthentic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've got to take if I had Chad's hat, I would take my hat off to w- <laughs> whichever 22 year old decide to yeah. get Mike Bloomberg's money. Have him pay him to make Mike Bloomberg look like an idiot. Yeah, that—that's essentially what he did. And and to you know, uh, uh, you know, to to go off of Josh's point, yeah. it really is just not who Mike Bloomberg is. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's the kind of this uh, older, stuffier, you know, short man, and. <laughs> And, and now you're, you're sending out tweets with his face in a meatball? Yeah. That doesn't make you look like a serious candidate. He's it makes got, you look like a joke. He's got Judge Judy on his side, though. Yeah, these with a ball, baby. These with balls. I don't know how that goes. I have meatballs, no idea what you're saying. These D batteries and meatballs and Judge Judy, and there's just so many jokes. <laughs> so many jokes. I forgot Judge Judy was alive. Did you? 101, right? She's like the most successful woman on daytime television. Yeah. No, the most successful person on daytime television, Never. I think. I'll tell you a funny story about Judy after. <laughs> you can't say it on air? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it goes back a ways. Me and Judy had a thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, I can't. Okay. Well, so we're going to cut the break. batteries? <laughs> we're going to cut to break uh, <laughs> earlier than expected so that I can hear this story from Chad. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You want to know how many D batteries Judy's gone through? Hey, uh, before we go into overtime, I would like to uh, remind you guys, I know I said at the beginning of the show, Peter, Peter over here, Peter Hassan has a book. It's available for pre-order. It is not out yet. It is called The Manipulators, Facebook, Google, Twitter, and Big Tech's War on Conservatives. Peter, give me your elevator pitch. Tell them. Tell them why they should buy this book. <laughs> well, I'll... I'll- Tell you what, I mean, the the book basically exposes all of the ways that Google, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, really just all of big tech um, are working against conservatives mm. you know, in ways that you know about, ways that you don't know about. And, um, um, we were able, to, I, I was able to get a lot of you know insider interviews, a lot of documents, um, and there, there really is just just some shocking, shocking stuff in there. Which, if you have a Facebook account, it affects you. If you have a Twitter account, it mm. affects you. If you use YouTube, it affects you. So basically, um, anyone watching this program. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, <laughs> which is just how big of a problem it is. So, how terrified should we be about what's to come? We're pretty dang terrified, especially yeah. considering it's uh, you know it's it's 2020. This is this is an immensely important election. Yeah. And and there are people kind of behind the curtain pulling all sorts of strings that people don't know about. And it's, it's, it's just, just really concerning stuff. Um, I don't care if people buy it. You can steal it from Barnes Noble for all I care. But, <laughs> but, but please read it because it, it's important. Just read it. And it affects all, like I said, if you're watching this program, it affects you, especially if you're conservative and watching this program, 100%. it affects you. Um, because we all know that uh, these big tech companies, they are not what you would call um, 
also conservative or Republican <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, so definitely make sure you pick up a copy, The Manipulators. Uh, also coming up in overtime, oh, well, finally, House impeachment managers have been announced uh, to officially prosecute the case against Trump. I know, Chad, I know. Yes. Uh, you're <laughs> you're going to be really excited when you find out who it is. I'm sure there will be no bias whatsoever uh, going on. And also Democrats have a, a little bit of a new impeachment evidence uh, that they would like to dump out on the eve of the vote to formally send uh, the articles of impeachment to the Senate. We'll get into that as well. Also, um, Democrats blocked a vote to support uh, the Iranian protesters and condemn Iran for killing 1,500 of its own people. Hmm. I'll let you marinate on that one for a second. Uh, if you have not yet subscribed to Blaze TV, you got to go to blazetv.com. You can use promo code NEWS. We'll get you $10 off your annual subscription. That ain't bad. blazetv.com. Overtime starts next. You don't want to mess up. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. held uh, this big press conference with all of her cohorts, and uh, here's just a little bit of what she had to say. We take it very seriously. It's not personal. Mm. It's not political. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. not partisan. Mm. It's patriotic. It just reminds me that I think most Americans would think that voters in America should decide who our president is, not Vladimir Putin in Russia deciding who our president is. I'm very concerned that in all of this, whether it's withholding funds for the Ukrainians, the Ukrainian government to fight the Russians, whether it's undermining our commitment uh, to to NATO, whether it's, uh, again, making decisions of what happens in Syria vis-a-vis Turkey, favoring the Russians, that all roads lead to Russia. All roads lead to Putin. Because, I mean, some people said, well, you know, let the election take care of it. He's trying to cheat in that election. So it is essential that we bring this impeachment to stop the president from trying to rig, not from trying, he tried, from rigging the next election. Donald Trump broke these people. Yeah. Donald Trump broke these people. What was she even trying to say? That should be fair. (laughs) That's just to be honest, she's fair. (laughs) He's not broken us. We are patriots. We have become. Do not be a puppet of Vladimir Putin. It is. This is the thing right here. Which she did say, by the way. She, she did say later. She said Vladimir, Vladimir Putin. Putin. Vladimir Putin. Now, this is why I am more motivated than ever. I, I've always been able to reach across the aisle, and it just, you know, you don't have to be in some political alignment with me to be my friend. You don't have to. But if you're going to listen to this nonsense, and this is going to be something that you embrace and say, yes, this is truth. This inspires me as a, as a person who is an American who loves my country. 
I, I gonna hear this and be, yes, this is finally we're getting back on track. Horse shit. I am sorry, Stephen, that you gotta bleep that out, but I'm just saying there's no other adjective to describe it. It is absolutely asinine. And this is the kind of stuff right here that is gonna make for a <clears throat> curb stomping come November 3rd of 2020, because you can take this thing all the way through. And I wanna get Josh's input on a couple of things because we haven't talked about this deal, but I hope that I personally want this thing to go to trial. I want them to subpoena everyone. everybody. everyone. And let's just have it out all the way through the deal. Yeah. Uh, Josh, now, do you want to get your thoughts on that as well as Peter's? But in the trial, the seven impeachment managers that Nancy Pelosi listed who will handle the prosecution are Adam Schiff. Did Jerry- I say Charlie Theron? No, okay, no. okay, my bad. Jerry right. Mattler, <laughs> Zoe Lofgren, uh, Hakeem Jeffries, Val Demings, Jason Crow, and Sylvia Garcia. Six of the seven supported impeachment before the whistleblower complaint even came out. So certainly no bias there. Certainly no bias at all. So real quick before going into that, I just want to point out the absurd charge that it is Donald Trump and not Barack Obama who was kowtowing to Putin. Barack Obama yeah. was the one who it's took out, he, he was the one who took out U.S. missile defense mm-hmm. from the Czech Republic, Poland, and various of our other Central and Eastern European allies. He was the one who was famously caught on that hot mic mm-hmm. in 2012 with Dmitry Medvedev mm-hmm. saying that I will have more flexibility after the election to basically give you and your boss, Vladimir, or whatever the hell we're calling him, <laughs> anything that y'all want. Vladimir Putin. Pluto, yeah. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the notion that it is Donald Trump and not Barack Obama, who is just a Kremlin sycophant, is ahistorical and is completely fictional. As far as who Princess Nancy has chosen for her managers, someone had a good point on Twitter. She hasn't exactly chosen young, up-and-coming Democratic mm-hmm. superstars here. She's kind of gone with a more staid, older guard. I'm not sure what she's thinking as far as the optics on that one are concerned. I mean, she must she she has to realize that she has a losing hand at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. she has to realize that. Um, as far as the impeachment trial is concerned, yes, they should subpoena everyone because you know what the reality is. I wish that we were like passing conservative legislation, but it ain't going to happen. Okay, mm-hmm. they control the House. We control the Senate. There's not going to get anything substantive passed. So you know what's the best thing that we can do right now is make sure the president's reelected in November. And the best mm-hmm. way to do that. Get Hunter Biden to testify. Come mm-hmm. on. Get Hunter Biden tax to dollars, testify. Tax dollars. I'll go pick him up. I'll have paraphernalia in from the back. From his strip club? Yeah, I'm taking from a hood. Get Hunter Biden to testify and bring Senator Sanders and Senator Warren back to D.C. where they have to sit in on these impeachment hearings and they can't, you know, campaign. Uh, that might help as well. Not, th- I mean, maybe that might help them because the less they open their mouths, maybe the more, uh, you know, the better they look. I don't know. I I'm, I love Josh Hammer, by the way. Like I, I, I always say, I want to be able to take Josh Hammer. Like, I know. I want, like Josh, I want to be able to just take him out of my pocket anywhere I am. Set him up there, pull the string, fix his yarmulke, and just let him go. And just let him go. And be like, I don't want to say anything. Let the hammer have it. Let the hammer have it. And I mean that. I'm like, hey, Josh, I'm like, that's why I say, I just want to hear what Josh has to say about it. Then I'll form an opinion. Well, I love that when Josh comes on, he feels the need to say... I. To make a substantive point, because he's like, all you idiots over right here. here. <laughs> Trust me, I'm color commentary. <laughs> Chad, I wish I could do your Nancy Pelosi impression, by the way. Vladimir Putin could have her killed for that. Like, if she was a Russian citizen, like, he's pulled fingernails out for less in his life. You're not wrong there. Um, Peter, to Josh's point that, you know, 
she doesn't have any of the new breed of the Democrat Party up there. I wonder how much of it has to do with the fact that they're all complete imbeciles. <laughs> you know, and I'm just going to lob that over your way. Totally You're not welcome. a leading question. Right? <laughs> um, but no, honestly, to, to go to what you were saying earlier, it, it's telling that six of the seven supported impeachment before the whistleblower, which really undercuts the whole point of, you know, we're only here because of the whistleblower in Ukraine. Right. No, 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 you're not. Not partisanship. Um, and just all, all of their talking points are really, considering how much time they had to plan them, because she was holding the articles, yeah. really should have been a lot better. You know, you have Pelosi saying that it's not partisan when <laughs> no Republicans voted for impeachment. You have Nadler saying it's urgent when they sat on the articles for, for weeks. Yeah. Um, they, they really are just, just kind of struggling here. Stephen, can you pull up a still shot of Nadler right there when he was in that deal? I don't know if you can pull that or whatever. Just put him yeah, back he, up there I'm, silently. I'm sure it'll take him a because second. Because if you but... take that, well, let me make a point while he's trying to there do that. Is. Look at it. Like if you unbutton that coat, you know what you'd see is belt buckle. It's right there. <laughs> it's in his sternum. This guy, you want to talk about not putting the best of the best up there? Somebody had to roll his oompa loompa ass up there, put him up there in front of the flags, and like here, and he's like, oh well, you know. And so. They, this group was ready to impeach Trump and try him over the handling of relief supplies after a hurricane in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. So, no, there's absolutely no reason for these folks to be taken seriously. Yeah. It is a joke. So I say have a trial, subpoena everybody. Everyone. Obama, Hillary, yeah. Chelsea, she probably did something. <laughs> So Democrats also, uh, there, at him. Why not? I'm not Uh, wearing pants either. They dumped what they say is new evidence in the impeachment trial uh, on the eve of this whole big Nancy Pelosi clown uh, dog and pony show. Uh, They said new materials released by House Democrats appear to show Ukraine's top prosecutor offering an associate of President Trump's personal attorney, Giuliani, damaging information related to former Vice President Joe Biden if the Trump administration recalled the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. The text messages and documents provided to Congress by uh, Lev Parnas, who was Giuliani's associate, who is now in a little bit of trouble, uh, also show that before the ambassador, Marie Yovanovitch, was removed from her post, a Parnas associate now running for Congress sent menacing text messages suggesting that he had Yovanovitch under surveillance in Ukraine. I'm sorry, that's their smoking gun? That, 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 that's it. That's the bombshell, you guys, that they dropped on the eve of all of this impeachment nonsense, that is the bombshell that they dropped to prove that President Trump had ties to all of that, I guess. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's telling that, that they, you know, that it's coming out now and that, you know, that they didn't wait for all, the, for all the, these bombshells to, right. before impeaching mm-hmm. him. So it's, it's really kind of just you know, throwing the kitchen sink at him and, and just, you know, almost kind of, you know, with the Russian collusion where you kind of play up these ominous, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, you make it all, all sound very, very sketchy, and then you find out, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's, no there's nothing here, huh? Let's impeach the bastard anyway. Who cares? How many names are involved in all of this? I mean, do you ever read the news and it's like, oh, yeah, and by the way, Mike Johnson, he's, you know, he's testifying. I'm like, who the hell is Mike Johnson? <laughs> but there's always somebody like this name. I don't know how you guys do what you do dealing with what you deal with on a daily basis trying to keep up with all this. Well, stuff. it's funny because even during the House, uh, all of the House testimony, 
Even like Doug Collins, I was like, oh, I didn't know who this guy was. He seems pretty cool. I like him. Yeah. Had no idea because there's so many of them to keep up with. I didn't even know Steyer was on the thing until today. Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Tom. Who's Tom Tom Steyer? By the way, Michael Avenatti is out of the race. No. Yeah, he's in prison. Oh, say it ain't so. Ain't that a thing? Bummer. You can't run from prison? He's finally, I think he's finally out of the presidential race. Oh. Well, that's really sad. Do you they're, think they're Tulsi Gabbard, do you, you guys think Tulsi Gabbard, like if she ran as an independent, that would be problematic for Trump? Because I think there's a lot of yes. people who are little, dar- they think she's like a little darling and stuff like that. No, she's a socialist. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, would hope, I would hope that they would be enamored with her at first. And then the more they heard her talk about her policies, they'd be like, oh, wait, you know. What about both Tulsi Gabbard and Justin Amash run as, <laughs> as independents? That could get complicated. That could get really complicated. My head hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In other news, President Trump held a rally last night. Uh, You know, the Democrats were on stage falling asleep. President Trump took a little bit of a different approach, uh, talking about the killing of Soleimani and what all he was responsible for. Here's what he had to say. But the Democrats are doing everything possible to disparage what we did with the hit on this monster. You know, many of the young men and women you see walking around without arms and without legs and without, were done by Soleimani. That's what he loved. He loved the roadside bomb. That's what he loved. Thousands and thousands and thousands in Iraq, in Afghanistan, roadside bombs. He was the king of the roadside bombs. Great percentages of people don't have legs right now and arms because of this son of a bitch. (laughs) And the Democrats should be outraged by Soleimani's evil crimes, not the decision to end his wretched life. They're saying, well, he was a general, he was this, he was that. You know what? Number one, he wasn't supposed to be there. He was a designated terrorist by President Obama, who didn't do anything about it, as usual. As usual. (laughs) Okay, so he's not wrong, because to his point, uh, the Democrats, he's talking about how bad of a dude Soleimani is, and hey, yeah, it's a good thing uh, we took him out, even though the Democrats want to apologize for that. Uh, The Democrats blocked a vote to support the Iranian protesters and condemn Iran for killing 1,500 of its own people. So this was a resolution that was introduced by uh, Kevin McCarthy. And um, a vote on the resolution was officially blocked when Democratic lawmakers uh, voted unanimously to advance the previous question. They can't even, they can't even just say, hey, yeah, killing your own people uh, is, is kind of bad news, yeah. Chad. Well, I mean, you know, as Trump said, breathing is good for you. Like, if you disagree, stop. Like, that's where we're at. You know, and you know, if you've never seen a bird graveyard, really, you should get under one of these windmills. These windmills, they create the greatest bird graveyards that you've ever seen. Just huge, just massive amounts of birds just dead under these windmills as they're spewing and spewing. I love Donnie. I love you, Donnie. Did you see the deal that they did, the little spoof? propaganda film in Iran where they attacked the Capitol, blew up the Capitol, and then they're tossing grenades in the Oval Office, and then they got the superimposed picture of dead Trump mm-hmm. laying there, and he's dead. He's got some blood coming out of his lip. You know, he's laying out on the street. His hair is perfect. Like Donnie's hair is perfect, right? And he's like, ah. Yeah, I, 
if you can't, and you and I, we were, we were there yes, recently. The and, that, and that's when I was referencing yes. the speech he did in West Palm. And if you can't see through what Trump does, you either get it or you don't get it. Mm-hmm. Watching Trump is like watching, it's like looking at those old jumbled up pictures you used to have at the mall. And you stare at it and look through the jumble and you see like a shark under a boat. And that, you either see it or you don't see it. Right. And a lot of folks, they just can't. I think that's what contributes to the TDS in a big way because he says things in such a way that people are like, eh, but he's right. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's right. Is his timing always great? Maybe not. Is his rhetoric and the way he says it? No. But <laughs> the hair is on point, Don. It, well, and I mean, it makes you even, to your point, Chad, okay, maybe it's a little brash yeah. what he's saying, but then you hear that the Democrats block this that's vote. the deal. And you're like, Hell yeah. yeah. Tell him, Trump. You know, maybe I've gone crazy, but I don't care about brashness when we're talking about yeah. taking out Qasem Soleimani. Th- yeah. That video right, right there that we all just watched, that video is why Donald Trump is president of the United yes. States. Because the American people for eight years under Barack Obama, we, they were sick of mm-hmm. appeasing and kowtowing to our enemies. They were sick of billions of U.S. taxpayer dollars funding a uniquely evil Iranian regime that's been the world's number one state sponsor of organized jihad for 40 plus years. They mm-hmm. were sick of it. And when Donald Trump gets up there and says, yeah, we killed the son of a bitch, what are you going to do about it? That is why he's president of the United States. And you know what? I don't care if it's brash. Like, I watched a video, and I'm proud to have him as my commander in chief Mm -hmm. because he had the balls. He had the cojones to order that strike that not just Barack Obama, but George Bush had the opportunity to do it, too. He didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump had the opportunity, and he had the courage to do it. So good for him. As far as the Democrats just not going along there or, or blocking this resolution, you know, I said it off camera, but just to, like reiterate on camera. I mean, the level of like just visceral moral revulsion I have at that, literally for me personally at least, yeah. is on par with when they filibustered the born alive infant protection abortion mm-hmm. ban. I mean, like the Iranian regime is so evil. I, I mean, I, I hope the viewers realize that. I mean, they, they literally fund more radical Islamic terrorism. They've been trying to kill Americans, Israelis, Europeans, all Westerners for 41 years now since the revolution. It is a Horrible government. So the Democrats to do this to try and uphold Barack Obama's misbegotten legacy as far as paying off the Iranians is it is a, it is perhaps a new low for a, a political party that just mm-hmm. continues to reach new lows. Yeah, Peter, it really shouldn't be that hard. Should not be no. hard to to vote to condemn this. No, no, and you know it, it's it's almost one of the one of those things where you know well if Trump's in favor of it then we got to be against it. And it's right. really at that point you're you're you aren't thinking your own thoughts. You're allowing mm-hmm. to choose choose your thoughts for you. Um, and then to to go back to Josh's first point, I don't think anybody uh, you know at least if you get out of D.C. I don't think people really have a problem with with you know touting the fact that. You killed, you know, the, 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 the most wanted terrorist. It shouldn't be world. controversial. That's, you know, Americans, you know, Americans love their troops. They hate terrorists, and that's a pretty black and white. So <laughs> that's what we're going to do. We're going to kill terrorists. Yeah. Uh, no, nobody has a problem with that. That's what TDS does to yeah. people, though. It makes you have. A, it makes you pro-terrorist. Yeah. That's a sad world we're living in. Uh, all right, today's. Let's see. Yesterday's poll question. I don't have it, so let me see it. What, uh, what were you guys watching last night? Was the poll question? Forty-nine uh, percent of you said the Trump rally. What, what is that? 2.9% said the Democratic debate. 48% said something else. I think the, the 48% was, that was, that was a good decision. Not that I, all right, I love Trump, but the, you see one rally, you see all of them. It's not, that's what I said yesterday. Like, I, I'll go to a rally, but I can't watch it on TV. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I can find something else to watch. I know what he's going to say. I'll see the highlights from the next day. 
I want to go to a rally, but I don't want to watch it on TV. Uh, all right. Today's poll question is what? Who was the biggest loser in last night's debate? Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, or the Democratic Party? Now, I'm going to go around the table. So here are your options. Who was the biggest loser in the debate last night? Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, or the Democratic Party? Chad. I think Joe Biden. I think because who walks away with the, mo- <coughs> the most talk from the media? today is going to be uh, Sanders and Warren. Yeah. So I think Biden. Yeah, that's a great point. Josh, what do you think? I think Democratic Party is the loser. I mean, Donald Trump won that debate. Yeah. Yeah. And all of them. Right. <laughs> what do you think, um, I'm going to have to say Elizabeth Warren just because, you know, I, th- I think she came into that thinking she was really going to bury Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and she really didn't. She just came off looking very petty and very mm-hmm. small and really angering a lot of his supporters, which are the supporters that she needs to, to steal God. to really to really build up some momentum. That and really, a, she just, just pissed them all off. That is a really great point. Um, I saw a lot of them, when the news first broke about the report that had come out, they were so mad. There's a lot of Bernie bros on the internet, it turns out. They're all calling her a snake, and yes. it's, you don't call someone a snake if you're like about to go vote for them. Right. Well, <laughs> well, and even so, they said, if Elizabeth ends up lasting longer than Bernie, there's no way in hell I'm voting for her. No, no. So, it's... that's a great point. Uh, let us know what you think. Who was the biggest loser in last night's debates? You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. Of course. Thank you for having us. Oh. Get that book. That's a good book. You got it, but I'm telling everybody, get that book. Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.